You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your attention, please. It's time for Last Call. A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's baseball. That's going to be gone, and it's back to back to back. You believe that? To mic'd up memories, to industry insights, and after-dark illumination of our national pastime. Here's Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Last Call. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Amelia Schimmel. Amelia, how is you? How is I? Um, I'm okay. Good. Me too. Cheers. Um, you know, not the the game we wanted, but I'm doing okay. I had oh, fun today. You know what? I didn't even write the score because we always joke yeah. that we don't know the score sometimes just because we're so in all the things, but it was three to zero. So I do have that. Yeah, we didn't hear California Love, which is what we play when we score the first run. So yeah, just uh, I don't know. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, so three to zero to the Marlins. First time the two teams have faced each other since 2017. Do you remember 2017? What a good year. Um, I think it was. Gas was probably half the price. I was going to say, now. I think it was a good year. Well, that's the year I started with the A's too. Okay. Although I didn't, I started at the end of like after the season. So right. I didn't see the Marlins come to town. I can't remember. I was with cut four back then. Were they, were they wearing their like bright blue, orange, whatever colors then? The when Marlins? did they change their unis? Probably earlier than that. I want to say it wasn't that, I don't even know. Yeah. It, I don't think it was that long ago. God, was it post? Time is a flat Stanton? circle. Was it post Giancarlo and Christian Yelich and Justin Bohr? Yeah, just about. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to Marlins camp for 30 clubs in 30 days with MLB Network and John Colorstein was there and that yeah. was 20, I want to say 15 or so. Okay. And the, he was huge. Uh, this Big wine man. sucks. It does. We're back to the Target wine. Um, <laughs> this might be the Walmart so brand clear. version of the Target, Target wine. I'm also eating grapes and they taste more like wine than this wine that I'm oh, drinking. Oh my God, it's so bad. I feel like I'm drinking a capri sun that went bad that's a really really astute observation Honestly, i'm basically a sommelier <laughs> yes yes i'm getting hints of regret and <laughs> capri sun gone plastic bad. straw pouch mm-hmm. um they actually had to recall recall not recall recall that's, mm-hmm. that's weird how you say recall and recall they're the same thing but they're different when you no i think you had em- it you nailed it emphasis on the syllable yeah Recall. Um, they had to recall the cherry version of Capri Suns. Apparently there was poison in them, which just adds to the fact that cherry is the worst We're flavor going off script right now, but I appreciate it. Of Capri Sun. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. So and like, they changed the, they changed the, I think the um, ingredients or something like they made it more like juice in the last 10 years or so. Like, yeah, the Capri Sun of our childhood was delicious. I want to point out, you said we were going off topic and then you continue to talk about um, the Capri Sun. I, yeah. I'm just trying to help you out on <laughs> this. This is like, Capri Sun after scavenger dark. hunt you're on. Capri Sun top- after dark. Okay. <laughs> but let's go back to the game. Um, Adam Aller struggled a little bit, but you know, it was interesting. He, he had a lot of walks. Uh, Dallas Braden pointed out some things, um, you know, getting through the sixth inning, a lot of room for growth. We have to remember what kind of a season we're dealing with here. 
Um, and I was always kind of asking, you know, why are we giving Adam Aller and all these other guys chances? And they said, well, it's the type of season, like these guys have the opportunity and we need to remind ourselves yeah. of that. It's not like we're heading toward the wild card, the postseason, any of that, but I really do love me some Adam Aller. He, um, explained some things to me, like some of the verbiage he was using without mansplaining, which I appreciate. Oh, how so? He was talking about nibbling <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant. Oh yeah. Like kind of hunt, like trying to place a pitch perfectly. Yeah. Right? And but, he does that well. And I just, I'd never heard of it. And I just yeah. asked him, he was cool about it. And I was, I just was appreciative because I'd never heard that term before. Yeah. So we got him in the Chris Bassett trade. Right. So it, I think like, yeah, we're right to kind of, you know, keep, keep playing him, get him some big league experience. And then hopefully he turns out to be the prospect that, that we think he can be. Yeah. So. And, and he's lucky enough where he's getting all this experience. Um, and also his really cool story, um, a lot of people, you know, been DFA'd, gave up on him. He's he's given it, getting a, a chance again. For his former manager, Clint Hurdle, adores him and was really excited to see what he was doing um, during his time with the Pirates. But big Nick energy, <laughs> Nick Allen. <laughs> oh my God. Love me some defensive. So he's, play, he's playing like a veteran out there. Like butter. Like butter. Like butter. It is fun to watch how smooth he is in the field. He just... I don't know. He makes some plays that I just don't think that, you know, get enough love because they're just, um, they're, they're not super flashy, but he gets it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate the way that he's able to get rid of the ball so quickly. And even Jonah Bride, who I don't really picture himself. I don't picture him as like a second baseman necessarily. Yeah. I kind of was getting used to him playing third. Um, they work really well together. They're actually really close. They're good friends. And I think that's a lot to do with their, um, last names because they, when they go on the road, it's alphabetical by last name. That's mm. why Caprillian and Kemp are so close, Allen and Bride. So if you really look at some of these friendships, some of them may not be coincidental. They just share rooms right next to each other as mm. far as the alphabet goes. And the, the, road. the clubhouse positioning too, is that how that works or? No, not necessarily. Do guys get to choose? You probably know. Yeah, for the most Do part, guys yeah. Get to choose where they are in the clubhouse. Depends. Some rookies that not so much. And speaking of Jonah Bride, where his locker is it's right when you walk in and it's right up in the entrance and it's where a lot of the media stands so he kind of get a gets a crappy area mm-hmm. tony kemp was there but he was kind of like eh, i kind of want to be somewhere like have my own space so he switched but that's where jonah is um so no i mean um i think it, it goes by seniority of mm-hmm. course but there's not much of that on the ace so it's just yeah everybody's a senior well and jonah bride wearing number 77 which is a number that i i, I was always seven but 77 is cool I want to give you like a little bit of a math problem today because I looked up I at really one point. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I looked up and I added up all of the Jersey numbers for the Miami Marlins today and take a stab at just, I'm talking about one through nine, not even the pitcher. If you sum up the Jersey numbers of the, of the lineup one through nine of the Marlins today, like adding them up, add them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember writing them just take down. Like a wild guess. Oh, they're all pretty low numbers. I remember because. So it probably wasn't a high number. Right? No, they were super high. Oh, they're yeah. They're... Then why the hell would I know that? I'm just, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't count past 102. I thought it was wild. I added them up 426. Okay. Why would I actually do that? Nobody actually does that. I got a lot of time on my hands. All right. Good you know, Lord. I'm sitting there, I'm doing weird, nerdy stuff. Um, it was like number 86, number 84. I'm the one actually, you know, saying the number. So I get it. That's you probably fair. didn't pay attention. I wrote it. I wrote okay. them down once on my number scorebook. 54. Yeah. 
I mean, come on. Yeah. I've never seen, I think like, I've never seen like five guys with Jersey numbers North of 50 yeah. in the starting lineup for a major league team. I feel like that's pretty yeah, the A's have that a lot, lot too. I feel like like seeing Jonah Bryant with seventy seven is like kind of like jarring. Yeah, you know, it's usually like a relief pitcher for or sure. something like sixty eight for us. Or it reminds me of you know like football quarterbacks are usually right. one through eleven. Right, if you get crazy. Yeah, they had a bunch of wide receivers in their yeah, lives today. A lot of defensive players <laughs> on the team for sure. Um, I wanted to talk about the small ball situations. I've been saying we talked about it last Love time. It. The the sacrifice bunts that happened this uh, over the last week. And then, you know, Sky Bolt with mm-hmm. his, with his bunt, of course he's fast. I'm appreciating it. Good things come in small packages. Okay. I'm five nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you. I'm five nothing. Tony Kemp and I appreciate it. I'm not, I'm, I'm like average height, you know, but whatever. Anyways. So yeah. Loving the small ball. Love the bunts. Love Tony Kemp laying them down. Um, who else did we see? Cal Stevenson. Yeah. I, I, you know, to say like, no guy is safe, but as it pertains to bunts this season, if Steven Vogt's mm. going to lay down a bunt. This yeah. Season. And then he's just going to zoom his way to first mm-hmm. wheels. Oh my gosh. Murph? Murph. How soon until we see Murph bunt? I don't know. I think it's gotta be like him trolling somebody and he's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. much of a troll. He's not I'm so glad you brought him up because he got some MLB recognition this week. Oh yeah. Um, every Monday, the, the league announces the players of the week. He didn't actually get al or nl al got went to johnny cueto nl was actually a co-player of the week and that was pujols of course and paul goldschmidt Mm -hmm. Um, but they have like a few paragraphs in the bottom mlb recognition if you will Mm, Um, honorable mention yeah noteworthy performance yeah Yeah. exactly it's an honorable mention but they they decided to use the term noteworthy because maybe seo friendly i don't know um, a 385 batting average, six runs, 10 hits, and five extra base hits over the last week. Shazam. Shazam, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I did Shazam a song Get you some, Murph. During the game. You did. I did. Which song was that? It was actually really, I'm glad you Was it Norhe Ruiz's song? Because that was so good. The, the Mama one? No, no, no. That was Starling Marte's old walk-up song that we played. It's called La Mama de la Mama. Yeah, and I love and to say that. And it's one of my favorites. I love to say that to a one Mr. Martin Gallegos. Who's that? He is the A's beat reporter for mlb.com huh never heard of him yeah he's new you'll i'll still have to intro you um but so yeah that was it and then you know it was interesting uh as far as murphy goes the last noteworthy performance by mlb for the a's was christian bethencourt and that was probably the first month of the of the season let's let's cheers to bethencourt oh we hope he's doing well this is so freaking gross it's so gross God, it's like motor oil mixed with Capri Sun, this like is you the, said. This is the stuff we would like drink before we were of legal age. You know what it tastes like? I don't know if you've had this, but Manischewitz. Uh-uh. It's like a Jewish sweet wine that you kind of like, no, everybody knows like you don't drink it, drink it, it but it's like one oh, of those. Oh, you told me about it's that. It's like a yeah. kosher wine. Sorry, there's a plane apparently flying through our kitchen right now. Yeah. Um, and the Manischewitz is kind of more of like a like a religious ritual kind of wine or whatever but everybody knows it just tastes it's like super sweet and gross and this is exactly what this is it's yeah. target manischewitz yeah it's um it's something it's, it's something. i feel like i should be drinking it out of a sippy cup and watching we should get a straw bubble guppies right now like a bendy straw um that's a good idea <laughs> bubble guppies bubble guppies wow that was a pull i haven't heard I that mean, in a while well you have a nephew and it's Fair. just stuff like that Fair. paw patrol was a big one pj Fair. masks yeah um like if Teletubbies were of age, they would drink this. 
If they weren't of age, they would drink this. You're right. You're right, girl. Have you seen those commercials? Man. It's like a baby. It's juice. A son as a baby. We're, they were definitely <laughs> terrifying. Drink, they were definitely drinking this. We're off the rails again. La la. <laughs> um, I think the game was the game was boring. So we're just kind of making yeah. up for it. That's what you it make is. Make your own fun. Yeah, that's um, yeah. So the pregame festivities, there were a lot. Um, I was I was sweating a lot. There's a lot going you on. Have a day? I had, you know, I don't want to say that. Mm. I had a pregame. Okay. A pregame. A I can't, it sounds better when you say a day, but like, how do you say it? I don't know. I had, uh, I, have, I have grapes in my mouth right now. So. A, a early day. Mm. I had an early day. A day. A day. Um, a day before the day. A, yes. And um, I'm realizing a lot. I've been doing a lot of, if it wasn't called investigative journalism, it's literally stalking and lurking. <laughs> lurk, 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 but, lurk. Yeah. It's, but I'm, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a lurking girl. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I went to Lurk today. Lurk. And and it was interesting because I had my pregame interview with Dontrell Willis, which that was perfect because obviously Marlins versus AIDS. Mm-hmm. It was great. Very cool. And then D-train. yeah, and then we had um obviously Jesus Lazardo was in town. I have a note about him later. Um, but I've been working very, very hard. Very, very hard. Eight days a week. Five or six years I've been officially, I want to say like by my my first official paycheck in this industry five years ago. Mm-hmm. The one interview I wanted to land. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Who was it? Marlins general manager, Kim Ang. <sighs> yes. Guess who I have an interview with tomorrow. <gasps> who is it? Marlins general manager, Kim Ang. Woo woo! And so the thing was, I emailed the Marlins people that you need to email to get her. I didn't hear back. So... I get to the field, Uncle Mark, who of course is, you know, our communications manager is fantastic. Extraordinary. Yep. I walk out on the field and I was like, I see her, Kim Ang's here. I just like, I spotted her. Did you get like a little sweaty, a little schwitzy? You know, I didn't, cause I didn't really have time to react. So I, I was just like, okay, well, why didn't I hear from the Marlins? What's going on? And, and of course, Mark just goes, go talk to them. I was like, I, you don't just talk to Kim yeah. Ang. She's a big fish. Did Would you say you reeled in a really good inter- Sorry. I don't know. So I, so I was talking to, to Mark and he's like, why are you so nervous? I was like, I don't know. He's like, you walked up to a Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker and got interviews. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. I was like, no, it's like, it's a thing. It's a thing. And he's like, you're Jessica M F and Kleinschmidt. Go talk to her. So I was like, you're right. So I walk over there and then I turn back around. I'm like, nope. Nope, not doing it. Not, <laughs> not doing it. Not today. And Libby, my work wife, who literally. I thought what, I was your work wife. That's okay. You're just fine. my. I'm your, I'm your work girlfriend. Yeah, my work girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> We're not quite. You're my work mistress. Okay. <laughs> That's exciting and like spontaneous. It is. Yeah. It is. I'll it take is. It. Um, and I'm like lying to you about how I'm going to leave Olivia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you have okay. your hopes up. Um, anyways. So I, I was, I was hoping Mark or Olivia be like, oh, you know what? Like, let me help you. And even Livy was a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, I'm proud of you. Go do it. I'm like, okay, I got this. Like, like, okay, I'm on it. So I was wearing my blazer, my work, yeah. my blazer. It's, a, it's like a cape, a actually. cape blazer. So cape. it was a blazer slash whatever. And, um, I walk up to him and I was like, Hey, Jason, Jess, nice to meet you. He goes, I was like, Hey, I'm doing a follow-up about her. And I po- point to Kim and, and she was really nice. And I, I shook her hand and I was like, Hey, can I get five to seven minutes? I want you to come on my pregame show. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, 
I was hoping like a little bit more of like a doves, you know, release <laughs> ropes with par red carpet rolls out, but it was, she was just pyro like, yeah, from pyro, yeah and all, all the things. Yeah. And it was just, it was awesome. So, um, I did kind of embarrass myself. I was like, Oh, try not to fangirl. And then, and she's like, okay. Like she was really cool. So I don't know, like if that, what, like figuring out what I'm going to do in the next couple of years of my career, I'm still unsure, but the one goal that I had was her. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so silly because I've interviewed so many people and I've interviewed Joey Votto before. I'm a big fan of his and I've spoken to all these people and I'm not taking anything away from them because they've all been wonderful, but like, this is somebody I genuinely like want to emulate mm-hmm. and not just from, I don't necessarily want to be in the front office, but she just kept pushing dude. Like she got denied the Padres GM job. She got denied the Farhan Zaidi job with the giants and she's over 30 years of experience. And I, I want to know, like, why didn't she just give up? She could have easily been like, F this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I get to chat with her a little bit. That's and it's so going to cool. be, it's going to be bigger than just baseball. And I wrote about that once when she got the Marlins job, I wrote, um, like kind of an op-ed, an op-ed, if you want to talk about, you know, numer or terminology mm-hmm. with NBC. And it was just like, yeah, she got the job, but it was so much more than that. We, her and I were in a commercial together and just like, it's, I'm just really excited. So where can people find that tomorrow? At what time? So it'll be on the A's pregame show. And then, um, that's just going to be on A's cast on, you know, all, where all platforms yeah. are iHeartRadio. Yeah. And, podcast, but also basically. we're going to be st- doing a standalone, um, like if just, you're listening to us now, you already know how to find the podcast. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and it's going to be its own thing. And like, it was really cool to just have the support of like my editors and, and my engineers and my producers and everybody was really like proud of me and stuff. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to be really cool. And we have women equality day on Friday. So that's like a really cool oh. thing. And just, yeah, well, I'll tell you, I mean, my, my introduction to her wasn't quite as exciting. I mean, I was really, really excited to meet her and mm-hmm. that was wonderful for me, but for different reasons, you know, I'm not necessarily interviewing her. I just wanted to meet her because she's incredible. And actually when she got the the job at the Marlins, um, someone that I hadn't spoken to in a while reached out to me and it was a girl that I played um, college softball with. And she said, oh, my sister's Kim Ng and she just got the job at the Marlins and how cool is that? And she was like, so proud. And so I told Kim that I was like, I think, you know, I know, I know Mikey and she's like, yeah, oh, that's so cool. Like I'll tell her you said hi or whatever. So it's really cool. She was very, very nice. And, um, she told me congrats. And I was like, oh, you're telling me congrats, you know, (laughs) for my job. And also it was really nice to see Paul Severino, who is play by play for the Marlins. And I used to work with him at MLB network and he is awesome. He's Mm -hmm. hilarious. He was so fun to work with at MLB network. So I get really excited to be able to see him you know, for, for this three game series, because it's pretty rare that the Marlins come to town. So it's nice to just, you know, when your friends, when your old friends come to town and, and work brings you guys together again. So it's really, it's really fun to just, you know, actually next year, it's going to be really exciting when every team really plays every other team and we really mix it up. So yeah, we'll it kind of feels like people. different this time around and being able to, um, cause everybody, everybody was responding to my tweet about the 2017 situation. And they're like, how has it been that long? And it's like, yeah. you know what? Baseball's weird that way. Um, yeah. So, so that was cool. And then um, obviously a familiar name came back into town. Jesus Lazardo returned. And um, it was just like really cool. Cause he was one of the first guys 
remember him and Martin Gallegos were kind of coming up together. Martina just left the Merck and he was working full-time for MLB.com. And so they have a really special relationship. Mm-hmm. And just to see him there, just remembering us as the media and checking in, I became really close with his mom and just like, Hey, I know this is all like happening and stuff, but like, tell your mom, I said, hi. And the thing that was really interesting is because of course he was part of one of Kim Ang's big trades when she first got the job bringing Starling Marte over to the team and so we asked Jesus you know what's it like being here and he said going from the A's to Miami he had mixed feelings quote he's happy to be going home but I felt like they gave up on me which was like a punch in the face so I can wake up to reality but I think it helped me kick it into higher gear so it was really it was something in the gut for us to be like oh they didn't he didn't feel they believed in him which may or may not be true it's transactional mm-hmm. everything like that but he will get the start on the bump on wednesday against cole urban that's gonna be a good lazardo is playing very very pitching very very well as is cole urban and yeah. i feel like lazardo has something in him that i've never seen before i've been covering him for quite a few a years fire. a fire yeah. and in a you know there's a lot even i remember chris bassett saying even though he was barely with the white Sox, every time he face the White Sox. That was a team he wanted to shove against because that was the team who traded him away. So that stuff does not go away. Yeah. It's really cool. Lazard is cool. I think the 1230 game on Wednesday is going to be a really, really fun one to watch or to attend. Um, and we did like a mic'd up of Jesus Lazardo back in spring training uh, a few years back. And I, you know, at the time I was doing video production for the A's and I got to be the person to edit the mic'd up stuff. And a few of, a few guys we've had mic'd up have been absolutely hilarious in the past Brian Bookter um uh, who I kept bumping into in the like, when the Mariners were in town yeah um James Caprillion we've had mic'd up Lizardo was one of them so I get to listen to like just an hour and a half of him walking around at spring training talking to people and he was hilarious yeah yeah it was fun he's he's sneaky funny yeah which sneaky is funny um so I saw you in the elevator earlier before the game and you had of course like three different snacks yeah of course I was eating in the but there was one that you had and it was these watermelon rings yeah with tahin yeah Um, I I can't stop thinking about them (laughs) okay well so between you and Downey it's just opposite ends of those like those extremes because I gave some to Townie like right before he went on his show and he's like, he looked at them and he was like, I don't know if I can eat these right before, before my show. Like what's going to happen. It's just, they didn't look appealing. Okay. Just to backtrack, they were watermelon ring, you know, like the watermelon, watermelon ring candies, gummy candies, but they have tahini on them, which is like a uh, seasoning that's got like, you know, like chili and um, like lemon juice and stuff in it. And it's really kind of like become something that you can put on like fresh mango, watermelon, whatever, and now putting it on candy and stuff. It's great in drinks too. Um, it would be better than the stuff that we're drinking oh, tonight. So bad. Um, so I got these from Costco today, one of my fave stores and a huge bag of them. Watermelon rings are from their snack club brand. And I'm eating a Costco size bag of these in the elevator. And I gave you some and you love them. And then Townie, he goes, I'm not going to try this before my show. Mm-hmm. And then he comes in he like storms in like an hour later into the control room. He's like, these are disgusting. <laughs> He's like, thank God I didn't eat them right before the show. I would have just like, ugh. and I'm like, seriously, Tony, like they're an acquired taste. I get it. They're definitely, they're pretty polarizing, but he hated them. And I gave him, I think an eight out of 10 or something on the snack of the game. Yeah. A lot of people chimed in, said they liked them. I don't, I so you loved them. I loved them. Yeah. 
I really, really love solid. Them. I am a fruity, chewy candy girl, though. Yeah. I, I do that over chocolate all day. I don't think that's the part that scared him. I would think it was like the, you know, the spiciness and I don't know. They yeah. just... But he's like a, the king of hot takes. So I don't understand that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, It goes to the extreme with a lot of stuff. I wonder if he's just like opposed to spicy food. I could get that. And I get like how when I first tried Mexican candy, I was like, this is candy. Why is it spicy? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Just, and then as I got older, it's like, this just tastes like fireball. What are you doing? Delicious. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, remember like how guys would always send us shots of fireball at the bar? Ugh. Like they're like, oh, she's, I'm like, no, no, no. No, fireball no, no. is not a way to a woman's heart no just a heads up no it's um, it's a way to I mean, send it, them to the bathroom really it was quickly. a way to my trashy girlfriend's hearts the mm. ones that i was going out clubbing so, with at 21 at brew brothers in reno still a great place it worked for some people it did work for some people did yeah. not work for me um i mean i would literally i, I remember just getting so pissed off being like how dare you <laughs> <laughs> the nerve I, I worked an eight a 12 hour day like, and you think I want a shot of fireball yeah here's some indigestion can uh, I have your number no gosh learn better I wonder what the drink is nowadays like do you send uh, what do you send a shot of somebody everything's coming back around there's like all these cycles of like you know I don't know um, I, I'm trying to you're you're not cool with me getting bell bottoms I understand no that. I'm not okay with the bell bottoms I'm still I, gonna I'm really big fan of the skinny jeans phase and I'm gonna yeah you know till I die yeah um, I'm gonna be like the only or until you can't wear skinny jeans. Well, they're not gonna be skinny looking. I was gonna say they're just they're gonna be jeans. Anything's a skinny jean if you really think about it. Exactly. If, if I like, I could wear a toddler's pants and they're skinny jeans. <laughs> I'm gonna go shopping at the Baby Gap. Yeah, when I'm 85. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not wearing bell bottoms again. I'm a size eight, but I'm a baby. I had to live 12. through that era. Remember the Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. Remember just the commercials? <laughs> oh, we were really going for it. Sorry. Um, I think this is a baseball podcast. I don't really know, but it was. I was. It was at one point. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you is because something that I thought was interesting: dressing etiquette. Dr- are you talking about salad dressing or clothing? What are okay. You um. Yeah. So wearing a like. Oh, oh, I thought, okay. So I thought because I had also had chicken wings in the elevator when you saw me that you were talking, because we were talking about the sauce. Where did you even, I don't know. I've got like a one track mind for food. Like, let me live. Yeah. And I still don't like, not to mention, not to mention, actually, I want to, I want to, I want to go down that dressing. I want to address that. Um, (laughs) this woman, by the way, knows how I love chicken wings more than a lot of honestly people in my life. Mm-hmm. And instead of like I, me getting a text from Amelia saying, Hey, there are chicken wings at the truck food trucks. She tags me in an Instagram story. Yeah. Isn't that like the fastest way to contact you? No, I don't know. I mean, I feel like tagging you. I, I thought you'd be happy. I tagged, I, I tagged you on Instagram and there's chicken wings and they were beautiful, yeah, but they had nothing. And I didn't eat any of them. Well, there were only like four, but they were like they, five. They didn't even make it to the third floor of the elevator, Jess. I walked I into know. the elevator with four chicken wings and I left with four chicken bones. Okay. And it's like a three floor elevator. So dressing etiquette. Um, <laughs> I, I got a couple of, we were playing the giants during the Bay bridge series and I was wearing a red dress mm. and people were like, isn't that color too close to orange? It's not, it's not orange, but there have been times where Bob Melvin would make a reporter change his or her clothes because really? they were matching the opposing team's 
colors. But Bob Melvin was, of course, superstitious. But this time around, it was during the Astros game. A one Mr. Manolo, our Spanish language broadcaster for the radio, was wearing a an orange and blue shirt, and he got hell for it. Really, it's a it's a thing. Well, I mean that's kind of more like Mets colors, and I think like Miami. But like... you're playing the Astros. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. when they were playing the Astros. I see. I see. Yeah. I thought you meant like today. Um, but sometimes you can't escape it. Like if you're playing yeah. a black and white team, like if you're playing the Chicago White Sox and we're black, nobody's gonna be like, Jessica. Yeah. Well, if you get I mean, dressed in the dark, like I do, then you don't really know what you're wearing until you get to the field. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so what do you think of that though? Um, I think you shouldn't wear, I don't wear opposing teams colors. So if we were playing the angels or whatever, the Cardinals or something, I won't wear red. Mm-hmm. Um, I will actually even go so far as to not get my nails done with that color. Cause I'll look at the schedule mm-hmm. and I'll see the next few homestands and I will not get the color of the yeah. opposing team. I got to be honest. I look great in red. So I don't care who the hell we're playing. I'm wearing a red dress. Wow. Jess. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm usually a hundred percent. Um, it's not like me wearing a different dress is going to turn this team season around, but it's just kind of one of those things where I didn't, I did not wear an orange dress. I, for, and I remember thinking about it, like it's red, yeah. It's very much red. And yeah. somebody's like, that's a little too close to, but you're not better. About and it, you, though. you can make like a case for all of it. I'm just yeah. saying like over the last five years, it's always something that's brought up because just for me, I like, I dress a little bit extra up like all the time. Yeah. And so when I do that, I don't want to hear somebody making a comment when they just like, didn't try Fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. My entire closet is basically green and gold. Um, and it has been since I was born. Cause I was that's an so fan. weird. Uh, well, I own like three A's things and, and maybe there's more because people like to send me stuff. Well, I mean, but... you, you, you didn't grow up here. There's like, I was, but I was an A's fan growing up. Oh. I've been an A's fan since I was 11 with the Eric Shaw. Did you That's... not, do you not listen to me? I mean, gosh, <laughs> remember? Cause you had an Eric Chavez story. You took, you took my thunder from Sometimes it. Sometimes I listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't always just wear green or gold to the park though. I mean, I, you know, neutral colors. Because well, I definitely I'm dressed I, in all black. Well, I definitely like, can't wear soul. green and gold either. Like I can't like go like look like too green and goldish because yeah, you, can't, you too, can't. Yeah. But like, if I wear green, it's cute. It's cool. But if I wear, if I look too A's, it it's, it was bizarre. I don't know. It's when my bizarre. my sister worked in hockey, and when you when you um in hockey, it's completely different. Completely different dress code. It's like mm-hmm. you dress up first of all way more than you do for baseball. I love it. And you wait, do- how can you dress up more than I already do? Well, nobody dress ups more than you do. Thank you. I just wanted to You're hear basically you say basically wearing it. a ball gown on the field. I 100% day. just wear my prom, my prom dress every day. Um, but um, you also just don't, like, you don't match that. Like for the sharks, you wouldn't wear teal mm-hmm. to work there. I um, mean, you shouldn't Yeah. either way. Yeah. Oh, what? Teal is a beautiful color. It was my high school color and there are 700 different variations of it. All right. We're going to fight about this like off offline. My tr- No, it, like I love the color, but... <laughs> There's a green teal, there's a blue teal, there's a teal yeah. teal, there's a number teal, there's a my cheerleading uniform is a different teal than my softball uniform. My pom poms were different from my actual cheerleading uniform. My softball helmet was a different color from the actual softball uniform. I thought you said cheerleading helmet for a second. <laughs> so you were helmet for cheerleading. Were you yeah, at the top I, of the pyramid? I, no, I would just sometimes run out on the field and like tackle <laughs> dudes. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, I actually got kicked out because I chose baseball over 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 it because I made all stars and the the, my cheerleader was my cheerleading coach was like why aren't you here I'm like I made all stars 
I'm not just going to be here in like in this stunt. I lost my spot in the stunt. It's fine. Um, <laughs> today's show is 98% not baseball. And that's okay. You and know what? Fine. Cause I felt that's like fine. that was the mentality of the players. Tonight. Yeah. That was today's <laughs> game. 98% not, not baseball. baseball. Um, speaking of not baseball, all I know is there was a note. I know I saw the clip, but in the notepad that we shared throughout the day, mm-hmm. it just said hot dog straw. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know if you guys have seen. And Amelia quote bike. tweeted the video saying like, tell me you're in New York without telling me. You're right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So there's a viral video that's going around and it was at the, the Mets Yankees game. And there was a guy, a fan in the stands who like took a straw and like poked through his hot dog to make it into a straw and then drank his beer through said hot dog. And is there anything more American in the world than someone drinking like a $16 beer through a flesh popsicle? Ugh. Ugh. Am I allowed to say that? That's the most, ugh. Disgusting. Animals died for for those sins. I will say, I know you mentioned flesh popsicle earlier. It's worse when you hear it out loud. well, you like enunciated it and I like forgot about it too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, we can maybe What's like it leave called? that a fle- out. A flesh popsicle? I, that's what my friend Amy calls it. Don't and- call Amy out. And no, Amy, okay. Amy okay. wants to be quoted or cited I will say here. now that I've let it sit in, that's pretty great, but I don't want to keep saying it. We don't have It also to. sounds like a, a bandit it's a, warp tour. It's a wiener. Or somebody- We're warp- flesh popsicle! <laughs> Love you, Mountain View! <laughs> Someone drank a beer through their hot dog. Ugh. I don't think that's American. I think that's just rude. It's rude. It's like, you know how you think about, I think about the, the Diamondbacks and the, the Rangers, how they always come up with like a crazy big hot dog. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you're on, you're kind of onto something kind of, but like chopped gave you two ingredients and one was beer and one was hot dog. And they're like, Hey, make a straw out of it. And you right. just did it. Well, okay. So that's just, it's just like, smacks of new york for me and i live don't give me the like you don't know anything I about like new york a, I, I, lived, got, I got florida I, my whole it. family's from new york i lived in new york for nine years to clarify i am from oakland i am not from new york but i lived there for nine years i call it the dark ages um it was a lapse in judgment i had a great time it was fine um and there it's just so new yorker like the the hot dog eating contest for example at coney island there, there is nothing more disgustingly American than somebody shoving hot dogs in their face as many as they possibly can while people are starving in yeah. other countries. Well, Joey Chestnut is from the Bay Area too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we interviewed him on, on MLB Central a couple times and um, I got in a, well, I have one up on he's, that. He's like a small guy. Well, I got in a fight with him at a Stanford football game about if, if a hot dog was a sandwich or not. He was, he was dating my friend. Yeah. We went to a Stanford football game geez god we need a whole extra hour for this show it was a whole thing but yeah. um anyways i'm not a, i'm not in on the hot dog straw thing and by is there like a <laughs> another thing of is meat. there another type of meat you would like to drink beer from because Maybe like something wrapped like, in bacon yeah or like beef jerky or um yeah i mean how do you like a slim jim no i would never put a chicken wing in like would you beer. dip a chicken okay how much money would it take for you to drink uh like a giant beer through a hot dog how how big's the giant beer um it's a bucket of beer a bucket of beer it's, that just it's sounds, actually it's getting bigger now it's a trough that just sounds like a it's lot a of trough that just full of i don't mind the fact that it's a hot dog then it's like that's like a small little thing right, sorry. you know what i mean okay sorry okay just it the just, point is 
um, you have to do, you have to drink the entire beer through the hot dog and, um, you know, put it on social media. I don't think it would cost that much. That's like good content. All right. That's what we're doing tomorrow, guys. <laughs> Hashtag content. Um, I'll do that Hashtag with, hot dog. when I'm interviewing Hashtag <laughs> Just do it after the Kimming interview, honestly. I'm like, I don't can we wrap to, this up? I gotta, like, I gotta suck a beer out of a projectile vomit on King, Kimming. She's, she's I almost good. did today. So it's <laughs> <laughs> that was nerves. Um, on that note, I'm gonna let you go because this drink is terrible. Yeah, it's so bad. I'm gonna pour it out and what's it called? Sun pop? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Like we don't owe them any publicity. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. I would not drink anything, any thing of meat out of this. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> no, I'm gonna let you I'm go. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, I'm gonna let you go. This is the last call, last call.